Hello again. Welcome to Unauthorized Cinnamon, a Deadwood podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel Herman. I'm Harry J. Perales, the other. And welcome back to another episode. Today we are covering episode 10 of season one, Mr. Wu. We're into the double digits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hot dog. This is uh, the introduction of one of my favorite characters. Actually, two of them. Two of Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Adam shows up. Oh, well, three. Three? Richardson. Richardson! Oh, my God, yeah. Thank you. I actually oh. wrote that in all caps. I was like, Richardson! Yeah, I think I did a inside parentheses exclamation point. Yeah. <laughs> Richardson! Uh, but we start out in the hardware store. Saul is just kind of uh, impatient. He wants to get to breakfast. Uh, Seth is working on... Uh, He's just writing on a paper. We find out later it's a proposal for a town dump in infirmary. Mm-hmm. And uh, Saul kind of like gives him the eyes like, hey, you want to go? And Seth's like, just a second. He's like, God damn it. What was I thinking about? <laughs> uh, but then he's like, let's go get breakfast. And Seth's like, okay, fine. And fakes like he's heading out, but then like pops back and grabs his his proposal. Mm-hmm. Um, as they're walking, they were like, all right, I got this proposal for the dump in the infirmary. And he's like, should we give it to the paper? At the same, t- like, to the Pioneer, at the same time we, we give it to EB, like, maybe put some pressure on him to actually get it done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so EB greets him at the door. <laughs> EB's in his uh, new mayor <laughs> attire. Yeah. And I think, <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't notice at first. I think it wasn't until Al's line of, like, a new tailor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, like. When they walk up, they go, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's because of his suit. Like, yeah. I thought they were just saying, like, fucking Farnham. I hate this guy. It, it, it like, sort of makes... It has, cause it has, like, ruffles on the chest, doesn't it? Yeah. It, yeah, it just makes me think of Be- Beetlejuice's, like, groom outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Do you take this woman to be your wedded wife? Jeez, oh, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of a big decision, isn't it? I mean, I always said if I ever did it, I was going to do it once, and that was it. Well, sure, yeah. <laughs> or just some dead body. He probably, he d- it's just like he stole it from some dead body or something. He just <laughs> took the suit. <laughs> uh, he, uh, so Seth kind of mentions, like, hey, I got this proposal for a dump in an infirmary and EB's like fine 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 but most of that money needs to go to the bribes <laughs> let's not forget the bribes <laughs> Seth's like well if there's any fucking left <laughs> uh, and that's like Seth turns to Saul and is like let's give the idea to the paper first yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then in the thoroughfare EB this mayor thing has gone immediately to his head <laughs> he is he didn't waste any time of actually doing anything as mayor it's just mm-hmm. like i am mayor now i am better than everybody <laughs> some guy cuts him off in the mm-hmm. street it's like please take your passage cocksucker <laughs> just straightens himself out and hmm. <laughs> he sees will going in the front door of the gem mm-hmm. which is uh a scandal but then he sees the tit liquor. Tit liquor. <laughs> I love he turns. I was like, oh, tit liquor. It's like a Seinfeld episode. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Tit liquor. That's good shit. Uh, but we're in the gym and Johnny runs out and like stops Wu and he's like, God damn, what are you doing? Uh, so he tells Wu like, go out and go in the back door. And then he runs and like closes the front door so no one mm. sees that like Wu came in the front. And he tells the dealer, nope, no, 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 lick later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then he calls for Al. Al's just like, all right, bring him up. And Johnny asks, you want me to take him out and bring him around the back? And I was just like, bring him the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Al, uh, you know, everyone else is uh, kind of buying into the bullshit of the propriety of all this and al's just like well he's here just bring him up i don't care (laughs) i feel like johnny's kind of buying into the i don't know quite how to say it but the um buys into the prejudice yeah yeah yeah. and it's like well he's uh uh chinese so he can't come in he has to go around the bet al understands it as just like a societal Mm -hmm. 
uh, affectation, I guess. What, what is great in this episode, and I'll, I'll draw attention to it later, but yeah, now that you say that, it makes me think, like, Johnny is the voice of, like, the common rube. He's like, no, 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 you can't come in the front. And then later on when we see the reverend, he's like, that's not right. Yeah. My father was a, my father was a man in the cloth. Yeah, he's, he's informed by all these, like, strict societal mores. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas Al is like, look, I don't care if you're in here. It's just we can't have it around other people because, you know, it's bad for business and they don't, you know, want that. Yeah. Al, like, if other people didn't care, Al wouldn't give a shit. Absolutely. Whereas Johnny buys in 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, <laughs> then <clears throat> I think Al's, like, uh, still taking a piss or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, put him in the chair and, you know, go back downstairs. <laughs> He'll sit. Sit. He's like, he, he won't sit. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, Johnny goes down. Uh, back downstairs and opens up an Ebis again, mm-hmm. irritated yeah. <laughs> at this affront to the mayor yeah. of Deadwood. He goes, an august commencement to my administration. <laughs> Stand stymied outside a balloon beside a d- degenerate titlick. <laughs> uh, that we see, like, uh, Wu starts drawing this, you know, tableau, I suppose you would say, of two. Uh, white people killing a Chinese person and stealing uh, some dope. <laughs> Wu, like, points to the guy. He goes, cocksucker. <laughs> now, yeah, glad I took you that fucking word. <laughs> what I do love is when... Uh, it's, like, one of my favorite, like, little moments. In, uh, where it just, it just shows, like, the layers to Al. Where, like, you know, you just see him as this asshole. But he's, like, he's, he's like like absolutely trying to understand and being like really patient yeah. with Wu and he's like two two cocksuckers two 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 cocksuckers yeah and this goes back to the the way to communicate with someone who doesn't speak your language we talked yeah. with like Sophia yeah yeah Al definitely understands like Swearingen dope yeah Wu like white cocksuckers <laughs> yeah and, and these two Bach Wailoni cocksucker Glad I taught you that fucking word. These are whites, huh? Uh, white cocksucker! The dope that you were gonna fucking sell to me? White cocksucker! These two white cocksuckers? Who the fuck did it? Who? Who, you ignorant fucking chink? Who? 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 Who stole the fucking dope? Cocksucker! Oh, Jesus. Uh, he's definitely trying, and he wants to... Yeah. He's... He's getting right down to trying to communicate with Wu. Yeah. How to do it. Uh, we find out that someone murdered a drug courier <clears throat> that was bringing dope to Wu. And it was the dope that Wu was going to sell to Swearingen. Mm-hmm. So Swearingen's just learning that his supply has been cut off. Yeah. Uh, Johnny's downstairs and says something about, like, that's the first cocksucker I've heard that wasn't from Al. Mm-hmm. It wasn't followed by Al motioning you upstairs with your fucking knife. <laughs> And he goes, them people worship a fat man seated on his ass. Jesus. Which is kind of funny. Yeah. Not so so funny that 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 similar kind of attitudes still exist. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's just like, fat man. He's just a fat man. Just some fat man. Swearingen tells him that, like, I'll I'll find them and I'll, you know, bring them to you. And Mm -hmm. uh, he escorts Wu out. He says, like, uh, you know, leave out the back. We don't want people getting the wrong idea. Yeah. And you could see Wu kind of hesitate, and he's like, all right, fine, because there's yeah. a lot of pride in him, because he's um, a very smart person, and, like, the leader of his business community. Yeah. But, uh, so then, <clears throat> Al tells Dan, like, I find uh, find." Jimmy and Leon and bring him here and E B asks if there's anything the mayor should know. Mm. Al says the name of another tailor. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh after this we see uh Adams, Silas Adams mm-hmm. and another guy <laughs> ride in. Uh but we get to the Grand Central. Merrick is eating with Seth and Saul at the this table in the restaurant. And the Merrick is reading over Seth's proposal. And he's very pleased by it. And we see Seth make eyes at Alma. <laughs> just in case, you know, we forgot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
but Alma and Sophia get their food and they're kind of standing around and it's just packed in the yeah. in the restaurant and this is you know how boomtowns worked back then yeah like you know I don't remember the exact numbers but around when this show set there's like you know a thousand people arriving every day yeah <laughs> to this town and there seems to only be one place to eat <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Merrick kind of shames some guys into giving up their table yeah uh for alma and sophia and they sit down uh adams come th- comes in and he talks to richardson <laughs> it's richardson <laughs> yeah richardson is literally he was like uh you know he was like an extra on the show mm-hmm. and <laughs> milch just loved his face he's <laughs> like he was, look at this ugly mug and just wrote you know apart for him mm-hmm. he becomes part of the part of the show uh, he asks Richardson where EB is. Uh, he has to bribe him to find out where he actually is. Uh, and he's like, all right, we need two rooms. And he's like, we don't have any rooms. Yeah. <laughs> has to bribe him again. Yeah. And he's like, now put our horses in the stable and don't ask for any fucking extra money for it. <laughs> uh, then uh, we go back to the table, Seth and Saul and Merrick. <laughs> and there's like a... Uh, Merrick is complaining about Mr. Farnham, or should I say Mayor Farnham? <laughs> Seth says, don't unless you feel you have to. <laughs> uh, Merrick points out Joni to Seth and Saul, and it's like, oh, she's the uh, she runs the girls at the Bell Union. Then we find out that Merrick's cravat is in his bacon. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Adams is... Not too happy about the crowd in line for food. <laughs> just, Fuck, Fuck this. Uh, Charlie is standing in line. He's getting irritated by the men pushing and shoving and, you know, yells at a guy. <laughs> I wonder, like, how do you do that and not avoid getting shot? Yeah, <laughs> I was wondering about it because I kept thinking Charlie was going to get in a fight, but. No, I guess the guy was just like, whatever. Yeah, yeah whatever. Uh, we go back to the gem. Eby's counting some money out. He noticed that a legislator is on there twice, and he says, like, hey, there's this guy that's on there twice, and Al very immediately, prudently, is like, all right, send him two envelopes, and I'll just be able to call him on it if I ever need to fake Yeah. If I ever need to. <laughs> and there's the great. As damp as your hands are, why do you continuously lick your fucking thumb? Habit, I suppose. Could you learn a habit of licking a fucking stump? And then EB like makes a shitty little joke about Seth wanting to use the money towards like services for the camp. It's like, oh, if our health inspector had his way, would this money be going towards a dump in a in an infirmary? If you can even believe. <laughs> and Al's God gonna, forbid. <laughs> I know. <laughs> God forbid EB somebody is... want to use this money to <laughs> help the help the town. other people. Yeah, but. uh and Al tells EB, don't steal any of this. <laughs> Gratuitous, hurtful, and unnecessary. <laughs> but uh, he, Al makes a point that, like, I need to be able to look each of these guys in the eyes and, like, quote a number and have to know that I'm right <laughs> mm-hmm. so that I can uh, hold that over their heads. Adams comes in, uh, says he's looking for EB. And uh, EB says, I- I'm the mayor. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm EB Varnum. <laughs> He's like, this is Al Swearingen. He like hands Al a letter and then like goes to the bar to get a drink. Mm-hmm. And Al reads the letter and mm-hmm. <laughs> calls him motherless sons of whores. Yeah. <laughs> and Al's face in this yeah. is so good because he's so mad. And <laughs> Adam says, like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Al just like throws the chair back. Yeah. Like, fuck me. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he's Adams is basically saying like, I just brought you the fucking letter, man. Don't yeah. don't say that to me. Anyway, the back of the Grand Central, Richardson only has one room for him. <laughs> uh, Charlie is eating, standing up in the crowd, but Joni sees him and says, oh, hey, uh, you know, I'd about given up hope. Mm-hmm. So he gets to sit down with her, which is like, yeah. again, like, <laughs> uh, man, so delightful. He tells her that his uh, freight business is doing great already. <laughs> it's, just, it's like this camp is growing so fast. It's like, yeah, like I'm fine. <laughs> like I'm I'm rich now. <laughs> but uh, she says, uh, oh, I've looked at a couple places, but I'm not settled on one. 
uh, Merrick and Seth and Saul stand up to leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Merrick knocks things over like an <laughs> asshole. I, I, you know, I kind of feel. I should feel sorry for Merrick. I don't know if it's just like um, the personal life of the actor creeping in, but I'm always just kind of like, "Fuck you, Merrick, yeah. <laughs> you piece of shit." <laughs> but he's he's also a bit irritating. But mm-hmm. I could definitely. Um, identify with that character a lot. Yeah. Just socially awkward and yeah, uh, just bumping your butt into people. And <laughs> I love, I love that. Mind getting your ass out of my shoulder. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. The idea of like get your ass out of my shoulder. There's another thing. Uh, I think I brought it up in the last episode where um, Sophia is a kind of a litmus test as to how mm-hmm. good people are. And there's that moment where like. Sophia's like seated close enough to Joni to where like she looks over Charlie and at first Charlie doesn't do anything. And then like he looks over and gives her that wink. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and also, so. also whenever uh, Merrick is or she says good morning, he's like, well, good morning to you, young lady. Yes. Yeah. That was really cute when yeah. Sophie says good morning. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And uh, Merrick <laughs> maybe says too many words than he needs to, which is, yeah. you know, in his character. But. <laughs> He passes the Sophia test. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the guy yells at Merrick, and then Charlie, like, smacks the guy. He's <laughs> like, you've got a rude fucking mouth, mister. <laughs> but then turns to Sophia. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, he just, like, he shushes his mouth, like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, <laughs> this is a goddamn good scene. <laughs> Here's another one of uh, almost titles of the podcast yeah (laughs) (laughs) but uh they're out walking and merrick is uh noting how crowded it is in the camp and saul's just like "Mm, it's crowded for a fact (laughs) (laughs) everyone's like uh yeah uh they're talking about like but it was not the confines that were (laughs) the source of all these great uh, reminiscences yeah. <laughs> or, or those stale biscuits that were tomb engraved to so many insects. <laughs> uh, but he says, no, it's uh, all the great memories are because of the good company and all these uh, friends talking and such. <laughs> they go around the circle of like trying to be <laughs> like, uh, yeah, yeah, I love Charlie's, uh, you yeah, back at you yeah. as far as that goes. <laughs> Try, he tries to like start this rousing like camaraderie and yeah he he wants to uh, start a informal and small little club and everyone's like uh, no, Seth and me like yeah. is no, we gotta go open yeah. <laughs> he just he's got enough on his plate he's like I'm yeah. not joining a goddamn club yeah but he's like look the only purpose could be just walking like we just call it you know the the, the club yeah. for walking and they're like we could just walk <laughs> whenever <laughs> we not, need to. Um, but this is another, you know, very important part of like a civilization coming yeah. together. It's like, you know, you, you, uh, I remember like driving on road trips as a kid. And every time you come to a new cl- town, there's the signs for the Gowanus club and the Elks club. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there, there's a lot of times, you know, like the Shriners, like yeah. there's all these things that the people don't actually really have anything that they really do. It's just a excuse for everyone to get together. Yeah. Um, Kind of like the function of the VFW halls in the past where back when military service was pretty standard, pretty much every, you know, at various points in history, basically every man had served in the military. So they just went to the VFW hall to yeah. to hang out and drink and mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but this is Deadwood's uh, kind of first, first blush at that or first attempt at that. <laughs> Merrick thinks up their name. <laughs> The ambulators. <laughs> but he thinks it up when everybody's gone. Everybody yes. has left him. And he's like, huh. Like he's Ooh, proud of himself. And the ambulators. <laughs> this is a terrible name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we go back to Al's office and Al's got Jimmy in there. He's like, where you been? Uh, Jimmy's just like, oh, been sick. Uh, and this, it, it's it's uh, reminiscent of him grilling Persimmon Phil. Where he tells him about the crime that was committed that he knows he committed yeah and jimmy's like oh gosh uh, oh. that sounds bad mm. Ooh. Ooh. Um, so we're out so there's no dope oh I'm, it's gonna uh, be a rough patch i'm gonna go through oh boy uh not looking forward to that i guess yeah. i'll have no dope at all for myself uh <laughs> but, and then you know al's just like you're fucking lying to me yeah. 
Talks about the stink of cat piss. Yeah. <laughs> the stench of lying. Yes. And it gets so bad he has to open up the door. <laughs> yeah. Open up the door to the patio. Now, like, he was responding all like, it's, is that just all an act of like, God, it smells like cat piss when you lie. Like, I thought it was all like an act. I, I think it I think it was, he was opening it up because he knew he was going to throw him over the balcony. Yeah. So it was just kind of an excuse for him to like open it up. And it, like, <laughs> maybe just, you know, Ian McShane's just acting yeah. so good. Yeah. <laughs> like he doesn't know how to act badly. <laughs> and then Jimmy's like, oh, I just let you know before it reaches you that I shit my pants. Yeah. <laughs> And and also like I only bring up like maybe he was actually smelling because I thought I saw like a piss stain on Jimmy's pants but it might have not been that mm. anyway I, I think it does make more that he's just play acting like oh you smell of cat piss because you're lying so much yeah but then yeah it's like I'm I'm just letting you know before the smell gets to yeah. you <laughs> Jimmy's so like uh knows I guess it's just dealing with Al for so long he yeah. knows that like I'm not gonna get anything past you so yeah. I'm gonna just. <laughs> and then he's like crawling across yeah. and he's like, I better not stand up. <laughs> <laughs> then he's like, uh, I got a splinter in my hand the size of my, I, I, I'm fine. I can. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> like every step of the way he's, he's just being brutally honest with him. Not, or not brutally, but just like, oh yeah, this happened. It's okay though. But don't worry. <laughs> he falls off and he's like, I hurt my arm, but I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. And he's like, just stay there yeah. until I get you. He's like, okay, I'll stay here. I'm just going to, roll forward a bit just so i don't get trampled on it's like kind of played for comedy but also it's like so pathetic how like this is a really harsh view of like drug addicts yeah uh and i know milch had problems in his past with alcoholism Mm -hmm. i don't know if he ever had drug abuse problems but right this is a really harsh view of you know what but you know and he Started his writing career in the like late you know eighties. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this this reminds me a lot of like like maybe what he would witness with like crack addicts mm-hmm. because the crack epidemic was so so bad mm-hmm. um, and it was so pervasive in you know urban life. This is what it made me think of in him kind of writing in a character like that. That's just so so pathetic and brought so low by his addiction mm-hmm. <clears throat> anyway al goes downstairs and uh tells dan like get jimmy get go find that other uh dope head get jimmy to one of his pair of pants <laughs> uh bring him back you know with whatever's left of the dope bring him back to me that's when al sees reverend at the piano He's like, well, what's what's he doing there? And Dan's like, I don't know. He he's not. He ain't been trying to lead no lost souls to the Lord. Mm-hmm. But so uh, Al sits down with him and it's uh, like, hey, do you mind just like going somewhere? And he sees his eyes. Like, what's up with your eye? Mm-hmm. Oh, just you know, I've had some issues. Mm-hmm. No big deal. And uh, Al's like, well, do you mind like just going somewhere else? Like, man of the cloth, you know, slows down business. You understand? And uh, He's like, oh, that's that's fine. And then Rev stands up and he's like, what, what's up with your leg? Like, he's starting to see, like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, he's deteriorating. Yeah. Um, And then he kind of, it's a nice little moment where he's like, hey, if you want to come in, like, yeah. after hours and, you know, yeah. quick little incognito, like, <laughs> you know. And Rev's like, I thank you. Uh, I, I just, just like the piano. <laughs> like the piano. And I was like, well, fair, fair enough. All right. That's an interesting another like uh <laughs> another element coming into the gem and him ha- it having to be ejected. You know, we start off with Wu. Oh and yeah, then we yeah. have uh Adams and then we have the Reverend, you know, who only came he, I think he's only been here before with uh the last meeting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um yeah, then so that's clearly like a running kind of thing yeah. with this episode. It's like what's going to be accepted in this thing that uh al is building right and, uh we go then to the hardware store this is where hostetler comes in this is uh, this is another character like we get yes. a lot of characters yeah. introduced this yeah. we get richardson <clears throat> Wu's not introduced but he's given his first storyline right, yeah, yeah. uh, but adams is introduced hostetler comes in and tells seth like hey uh this property that you were asking about, like some other people made an offer. So I just wanted to give you, you know, first shot at it. Mm-hmm. Seth was like, well, I'm not ready. So uh, don't rush me. And Hostetler's just 
kind of like I'm not rushing you. Just want you to know first. And Seth is uh, really impatient. It introduces Hostetler with his sense of pride mm-hmm. <laughs> in like uh, it's a good intro- introduction to him. He's clashing with Seth, but it's not uh, Al levels of clashing. Right. They're... It's just like I said I was going to give you like you know first dibs on this, and I haven't heard from you. It's kind of, in you know we talk a lot about the two different characters come together and creating mm-hmm. their own chemistry and right. like the way Hostetler is with like being very proud mm-hmm. and uh kind of stubborn then Seth being just like quickly to anger like these two come together are gonna <laughs> create like friction no matter what yeah yeah um but Hostetler's a really good character we get to see more of him later mm-hmm. um we go to Joni's room and Joni confides in Eddie like I haven't done any looking. I don't. I don't want to go back to Sai, but I don't know how to do anything without him. I'm I'm just kind of lost. I I don't want him to pay for me, but I can't do anything without his money. I don't have enough money set aside. So when Eddie says, "Well, I'll back you," mm-hmm. and she's like, "How are you going to do that?" and he says, "I'm going to rob Sai," <laughs> which. I think everyone watching the show was like, oh, God, Eddie, no. Yeah. <laughs> but this gives Ricky Jay a, a chance to show off his pickpocketing yeah, skills. I was going to say that. <laughs> his sleight of hand. Yeah, man. Pickpocketing so fascinating to me. I fucking love it. Have you watched any of his, like, specials? No. Oh, they're on YouTube. They're, they're fucking great. Ugh, I need to. I'll, I'll have to watch yeah, it. There's a really great, like, a red ball, a cup and ball thing that he does that just. Oh, God. Uh, so we go back to Al's office. Uh, Al's got Jimmy and Leon in front of him now, and he's grilling them. And Leon has turned just like completely pathetic. He's like, "Oh, I'm so fucked up. I can't make a case for." <laughs> Jimmy's like, still like, "Look, man. Yeah. All right, we fucked up. I'm sorry. There's you've got at least like half the dope, a little bit less than half." Yeah. So and Al's like, "No, I'm gonna take this to to Woo. He's gonna tell me it's probably like ten percent, given how much yeah. of a cat piss liar you are." <laughs> But, you know, uh, uh, Jimmy's just like, hey, give us a head start out of town and we can just like get out of your hair. Leon is just a piece of shit. Just sitting mm-hmm. there. Uh, he tells him that like Wu wants me to feed you two to his pigs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, oh, and Al's also mad at Leon because he hasn't like reported anything about yeah. the Billy Union to yeah. him. The, he says a great thing. It's like, Wu does 50 fucking things for me and you haven't even started doing anything that I asked you to. Yeah, yeah, and they're all like, "Why would you give us up? We're white." <laughs> He's like, what, "What? Why do I want you around?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he just like punches Leon, and then he brings up the fact that Wu wants him to bed to the pigs, and Leon like barfs all yeah. over the place. <laughs> like, God damn it, Leon! <laughs> and then Jimmy has to clean it up. Yeah. Uh, this episode made me feel really bad for Jimmy. Yeah, <laughs> you know he's never supposed to be a sympathetic character. Like, yeah. He has a problem, mm-hmm. uh, and he murdered someone to, and now that I'm saying, like, oh, yeah, he did murders. <laughs> I could definitely see that, like, one of those things were like, look, we'll just, we'll just rob this Chinaman, and then Leon's just goes, I'm gonna fucking kill him, so he never talks, you know. <laughs> He's the Michael Madsen character in Reservoir Dogs. Blah, blah, So we go to Woo's. And Al walks up and he makes a big show of like, oh, we're about to get your pockets picked by this by this uh, yeah. celestial son of a bitch, you know, <laughs> like. Uh, so they walk in like they're going to buy some meat. Once they're inside the cooler, he tells Wu, like, look, I found him. Uh, uh, and then Wu, he goes like, now, Wu, we can't kill both of them. And there's a great line. You can't cut the throat of every cocksucker whose character it would improve. Yeah. He's, yeah, this is a, a lesson we've watched Al learn where he kind of like, oh, I can't just kill everyone I hate. Yeah. I have to work with people. I have to try to be nicer. And he brings up the fact, like, if we kill two white people because of one Chinese guy, like, the rest of the camp is going to. There's going to be 12 more white men coming for you and me. Yeah, and how many of you are going to pay that price, you know? Yeah. Uh, and he said, I'll, I'll bring you one of them, mm-hmm. which to a lot of people would is already too much, Psy included. Yeah. 
Uh, and this is kind of the start. Well, not the start, but because, you know, we've been kind of uh, putting that kind of otherness on, you know, the Native Americans and, uh, you know, the Indians. And we kind of like it hasn't been resolved, but, you know, it's, you know, they're like, OK, well, there's a treaty. So mm-hmm. and now it's kind of, oh, let's find somebody else to blame who's in camp. Yeah. So uh, it's kind of the start of that thing. Yeah, we don't have this like existential threat of like this force of nature yeah. that's coming after us. Like now they're like not going to be around us, and we don't have to worry anymore. But there's still someone else that we can uh, <laughs> pin all of our pathology <laughs> onto. Yeah. Um. So I'll bring you one of them, and Wu's like really upset, but he's like fine. Like, yeah. you can see him. This is a really great performance, the way he has to mm-hmm. get across that even while he's being talked down to mm-hmm. and uh, kind of abused, he's still, you know, a really smart, like, really, uh, like, ruthless, mm-hmm. uh, you know, business leader. He's like Al in yeah. his own community. Well, he is, well, that's the thing that's great about, like, this is one of those relationships I love in this show. It's yeah. between it's the woo and Swearingen. And uh, there is a mutual respect, even though he has to put on airs about stuff. Al, Al sees him as an equal. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he does see him as kind of... E- and so he's talking to him as an equal. And, um, you know, and there's that great moment where, like, you know, how much for them? He's going to buy the meat. He's like, no, it's it's yours. Yeah, he just says switch yeah. it. Yeah, switch it. Which, like, his limit in vocabulary and just saying Al's mm-hmm. name, yeah. like, really... It's like switching, like yeah. you're you're you, so you yeah, just you, take it. Don't worry, you, yeah, you're switching. <clears throat> like even while they're you know kind of arguing with each other, Wu gives them the meat free, mm-hmm. and Al makes this big scene, like I pay double what I expect. Yeah, it makes this big yeah. scene. It's like it builds him up in the eyes yeah. of these of his people, you know. And there's that great thing where Dan's like, uh, "Can these people understand?" They're like, "No," but they can see my attitude and know that he's a wily big shot. Yeah. <laughs> And Dan picks up on that yeah. and just goes, nice me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was that was good. We go back to the Bell Union. Al comes in to talk to Cy about it. <laughs> this, oh, God. There's just no... <laughs> There's no redemptive... <sighs> Cy's just not fun. But he tells him, look, I got Leon. He robbed and murdered it. Chinese opium courier. Saj's like, Leon, Leon, Leon. You scamp. (laughs) What does he say? It's like, uh, he's a great pharaoh player and he's not chasing the dragon or something like that. He he says something about he's a thimble. Yeah. I don't know. He has good, he's good at whatever. (laughs) I don't know what it is. But, you know, he's on the junk all the time. Mm -hmm. And Sai says like, well, I don't care about any of, like, I'm not going to give up a white man to some you know racial slur yeah. <laughs> and and al says well look i got business with him mm-hmm. and if i you know don't turn this over i'm gonna you know lose this business connection yeah. and size is like maybe you should think harder about trafficking and fucking junk which is mm-hmm. al has i really love his comeback it's like i'm a purveyor in spirit side dope fucking included and when Chance affords a thief, but I ain't no fucking hypocrite. Yeah. It's Which, like, he gets right at Psy. Like, yeah. he can see right that, like, for Psy to, like, try and take a moral high ground on yeah. someone. <laughs> but, like, oh, maybe you shouldn't be selling dope. That's like, fuck you, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Psy is just basically like, well, I don't have any dealings with him, so it's not my problem. Yeah. And then Al immediately brings up, uh, you need to pitch in your part of the bribes. Yeah, there's a great, like, I'm accustomed to people wanting the last word in something, so yeah. go ahead and come out with it. It's like, all right, well, you need to put in your part of the bribe, yeah, asshole. <laughs> uh, and then he, he talks to the bartender, like, where's Joni staying? He's like, I don't know. He's like, well, if you see her, whatever, you don't know. So tell her that uh, he has some real estate news mm-hmm. uh, that she would like to hear, which I don't, it might have to wait until next week. Yeah. Uh, back at the gym, Reverend is back at the piano. And this is a pretty uh, depressing yeah. scene where he's kind of like tapping his foot, which we have to remember. Like, I, I was kind of thrown off by like, why is everyone 
like freaking out so much about mm-hmm. the pastor like tapping his foot, but yeah. You know, that's back then dancing was well, yeah. <laughs> Even just looking back at like the fifties or sixties, you know, yeah, we've yeah. all seen several movies where like <laughs> even the eighties, yeah, even the eighties. And then there's that scene where um they show Doc like tending to the whores, and they're just awful. Yeah, they're yeah, just, like, they're all giggling. And that one is like doing mimicking her him. And, and it made me so mad. <laughs> and then there's that one who says, uh, "I wrote it down because I was so mad at it." He's like. Is this what it's come to? Reverends kicking up their heels and Chinamen coming in through the front door? Yeah. And then what does the doc say? Like, when you giggle, you piss. You leak piss. <laughs> you leak piss. <laughs> That's such a good burn. <laughs> yeah. And then the other, there's the other girl who's like drooping her eye and kicking up. And then yeah. she stops when she sees the doc. And he's, what is, he's like. Yeah, he says, uh, I thought I wrote it down. Was it? But he says, like, stop acting like a fucking asshole. Yeah. There's like, sit your. Yeah, sit down and stop acting like an asshole or something, yeah. something like that. But yeah, she, the, there's that one. She's she's a, a, a whore that's mm-hmm. saying, "Oh, what have we come to? Yeah. <laughs> Preachers dancing and Chinamen coming in the front door." It's like yeah. okay. I don't mean to moralize about sex work because you know, right? But it's I think that's an intentional uh, dichotomy that they set up. Yeah, well, I mean, we just left a scene where Sai is trying to take some kind of moral high ground. We just see, like, people who are engaging in, you know, things that the society that they're adhering to, the parameters of what's acceptable, what they're doing is totally unacceptable. So what makes you any better? What makes you think that you're above it? Yeah, and the things that they're lamenting are just, like, people using the front door and Mm -hmm. then someone having fun. (laughs) Yeah. You know, (laughs) yeah, Trixie comes in. She feels bad for Reverend, which is another like litmus test. Yeah, yeah. We know that Trixie's a decent person. She's like that poor fucking man. Then Al comes in and he sees Reverend and he like screams at them. Like, Like, get the fuck away from him. Yeah, he he wants to put a stop to it. Mm -hmm. I think mostly to save he's mad, but you can tell he's not. He's not mad that the reverend's there. He's mm-hmm. mad that they're all like you know making fun of, him. and he's embarrassing himself. Yeah. Um, and it kind of brings in the hypocrisy of everyone else. It's just like shaking their heads and being like, "Oh, this is a shame." Like Johnny, you know, mm-hmm. he, they're just like, "Oh, this is terrible." But Al's actually like caring about the person. Yeah. Uh, and saying like, and he yells at Doc like. Did we not have a fucking understanding? You know, he can tell the Reverend doesn't remember. Yeah. He straight like, up doesn't remember. Yeah. And he's harsher to him. This That's like mm-hmm. the tragedy of it. Yeah. Is that because of all the shit that Al has to deal with, with the opium dealer and with this, you know, warrant that's out on mm-hmm. his head and he's got all this stress and... He's taking it out on like uh, somebody who's so vulnerable to yeah. attacks, you know? And, and he probably wouldn't if he didn't realize that he just straight up does not remember right yeah but he's like are you fucking kidding me i just yeah. told you don't yeah. do this but it, yeah he he tells him to leave and uh he corners the docks and stocks there mm-hmm. and he's like what the fuck is going on with him yeah. and docks that's when doc com- you know tells yeah. him like it's a tumor yeah and you know, it's pressing up against his amygdala i think it is and in the uh, stories from the black hills milch talks about how um he read some stuff about the certain sort of disease, I forgot the name, but basically a lesion presses against the amygdala and it causes you to not recognize people that you know. Yeah. Where it's kind of like invasion of the body snatchers where you recognize people, mm-hmm. but the emotional connection you have to them where like you see someone's face and you, it registers in your brain like, oh, this is that person who I love, blah, blah, blah. blah. Yeah. You see them, but they seem like somebody else. Yeah. Which we will get to later, but um, and Doc says like there's there's nothing that can be done. He's it's just gonna slowly eat away at him. And uh, right before he leaves, he says, uh, "How's Trixie's spirit seem to you?" And Doc says, "Her arm seems fine." He says, "That that ain't what I fucking asked." <laughs> and Doc says, "I don't answer for the state of people's spirits," and I don't know. That's obviously a separate issue that they're dealing with, like with Trixie and her suicidal uh, thoughts and actions. Yeah. But I wondered if, like, <clears throat> Doc saying, I, it's not my job to answer for the state of people's spirits, mm-hmm. if that's like a kind of Freudian reference to the Reverend. 
Yeah. I don't know if I'm reaching too much, but like Doc accidentally says that basically, and then they both kind of go, fuck. Yeah. Or, or if Doc's making a point like, you can't look to me for these answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the Reverend's job and we're losing the Reverend. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, no, I, no, I totally see that. Where like, um, it's not like they looked up to the Reverend, but they all liked the Reverend, and the Reverend was always this kind of, you know, he could be an annoying presence, but he was joyful, and now he's clearly on his way out. So they need to find somebody else to yeah. kind of get that kind of uh, affirmation from. And the talk's mm-hmm. talking. He's like, I'm not gonna fucking do that. <laughs> that is not me. Yeah. <laughs> um. Now we go to the hardware store and we get to what we were kind of talking about earlier, where Seth is kind of like, I cannot believe I moved hundreds of miles away from Montana to find myself in just the exact same situation, like Mm -hmm. writing up proposals for dumps and infirmaries. (laughs) But, and he says like, and I, and look at me, I insulted Hostetler, which (laughs) that to me, I just like exhaled like, oh, thank God. I didn't just like, oh, he's not racist. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm. He's, I'm, I'm going to take a guess that maybe the real Seth Bullock probably was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... I mean, he was friends with Teddy Roosevelt. So. <laughs> so, there you go. Uh, so he was definitely like... But, mm. but I love that thing Saul says, like, I'm sure that's not the worst afternoon he's had. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you being a little grumpy to him isn't... Yeah. That is very woke of yeah. Saul. <laughs> <laughs> woke. And this gets to Seth's kind of central conflict of, like... I'm kind of pretending it a life that I don't necessarily end up. And he says about his brother, like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I wonder how my brother would feel like if he sees me borrowing his life so I don't have to live my own. Mm-hmm. And Seth kind of says people have made good lives out of borrowed ones before. Mm-hmm. That kind of speaks to a uh, consistent theme of the show of like. And we talked about it a little bit last episode when Joni and. uh Charlie were saying to themselves, like, look, you don't have to actually be suited for what you're doing. You just have to act like it. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and this, say you make it. Yeah. And this town is setting up this government where it's like, mm-hmm. look, we're, our mayor is. <laughs> be fucking <clears throat> Farnham. <laughs> and, and this is something that's going to come back big time. This idea of a lie agreed upon mm-hmm, is yeah. reality. Uh, and like Seth's marriage mm-hmm. is not like, oh, this is my wife and boy. Like, no, it's not. You don't, <laughs> you don't know this lady from Adam's Left Ox or whatever, you know. And this boy is not your blood at all. Well, only very little. Yeah. Uh, but you know, we just say it, and we agree that that's going to be the situation. There's also I remember in the last episode, uh, and bring this up, but like uh, when Saul's talking about Trixie, he like tries to get reassurance from like seth i know it's a very superficial ask but you know considering you know the mindset but he's like you know she's pretty isn't she and he's like yeah she's trixie's very pretty yeah and then saul's reassuring him about you know alma she's very beautiful but she is a beautiful woman Yeah, she's a beautiful woman now i wrote that down as like it's kind of ambiguous who he's talking Mm -hmm. about yeah i thought that too but do you think it's like I think clearly it's, Alma? I think it's yeah. I think they're both talking about each other's like town sweeties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like she's a beautiful woman. Yeah, I kind of read it as like he's saying it about Mrs. Bullock, but he mm-hmm. actually really means Alma. But yeah, yeah. Maybe he just like is dispensing with the yeah with the um the subtext or, or whatever or text whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like you guys come to us for a good. Uh, analysis, analysis right you know what we're fucking talking about it's, it's a lie agreed upon that yeah. we know what we're talking about <laughs> <laughs> um we go back to al's office and al's telling adams about like he's like calmly explaining to him mm. why why he motherfucked him yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like look uh i did all this bribing and turns out i need to bribe even more <laughs> to get this mur- a murder warrant cleared up and adam's just like i don't give a shit yeah like this doesn't matter to me uh but then al like kind of gets to a point where he's like i doubt that claggett is only a lying cocksucker in his dealings with me mm-hmm. and S- adam sees where he's going he's like yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah claggett is a cocksucker yeah so al's like making a you know uh what do you call it like a, like a play like hey maybe you want to join up with me if yeah this this boss of yours is a piece of shit 
Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, Al recognizes in Adams and, like, the way Adams pushed back. Yeah. And where he's like, oh, you know, this guy actually has some brains. Well, that, that's the thing. Uh, you know, we've talked a lot about how Al, like, you know, Sai has all these really capable people around him. And there's all these people. Al has a bunch of fucking dopes. He's a yeah. bunch of clowns. Finally, somebody shows up. Like, you know, he was giving Johnny all that responsibility. Now here's somebody who actually can push back and who is capable and smart and cunning. Yeah. And Al's like, oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> somebody else. Yeah. Johnny's straight up stupid. And yeah. He's just going to like carry out instruction that he's told. Yeah. And Dan is just a big blunt force. Dan. Big brute. Yeah. Like Dan isn't an idiot, but mm-hmm. he's completely deferential to Al. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to be in charge. Yeah. <laughs> you are in charge. Yeah. You tell me what to do and I can help you out. Yeah. Uh, but Adams uh, is is a viable candidate for like a consigliere or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah. There's another awkward, uh, kind of like the joke with Judge Claggett in the the mm. the trial episode. Yeah, where there's another joke about like you want to accompany me to the bathhouse. No one's gonna fuck you up the ass. I got to execute someone. It's kind of like <laughs> now I'm uncomfortable with yeah. this joking about homosexual like. Uh, Now we're like, can we not turn it into... Anyway, so we're out in the thoroughfare. Al is running through the situation with Adams, I guess, to keep, you know, sizing him up. Like, what do you think about this? And like you were saying, where like he finally has someone to bounce this idea off of. It's not Johnny or Dan or fucking E.B. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot that's that's (laughs) that's the... The most, like, intellectually, like, capable person in his group is fucking E.B. Yeah, E.B.'s actually a business owner. (laughs) And now the mayor. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, E.B.'s never get... He's like, I I think whatever you decide is best. Mm -hmm. But uh, he's running through it, and he's like... uh, You always see some ugliness with Adams, where he's like... So these two white people kill a Chinese uh, courier, and he's like, so far, I don't care. Yeah. (laughs) So, all right all right it's the 1800s it's the 1800s mm-hmm, yeah uh so, but then adams is like hmm okay i give him one yeah. <laughs> like after he explains <laughs> uh it's funny to see him kind of reach al's conclusion like yeah. slowly it's like oh okay mm-hmm. uh, he brings up the problem of side he's like no mm-hmm. there's this smart motherfucker who's standing up above us watching and he's got that great bit where, like, Sai is watching him. And he's like, and thank you for not looking up. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it would have been a Johnny move. Like, what? Where? 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 He's like, huh? Which smart guy? <laughs> and he's like, this guy might be, you know, looking for a fight or something. And Sai's like, hey, yeah, here's the money asked for. Like, mm-hmm. tosses it. And I yeah. love that Al just, like, holds eye contact yeah. and lets it fall to the ground. <laughs> and, like, Adams picks it up. Yeah. That was a... That was a, a good tense scene. It's always, I get really uncomfortable when Sai is like talking down to Al, and I'm like, yeah. if you were half the man, Al, <laughs> you piece of shit. But uh, Adam's like, oh, yeah, maybe he is spoiling for a fight. And <laughs> Al kind of rebukes him slightly of mm-hmm. like, oh, good thing I don't count on you for your impression of things, because yeah. I, I don't think he actually is talking down to Adams, he's just, like, reaffirming his dominance. Yeah, yeah. But he says, like, I think Sai might turn the camp against me mm-hmm. if I turn over, like, these white guys to the Chinese person. Then Sai's able to wipe out the competition, and yeah. he doesn't have to. You know, if we get in a fight, he has a whole camp against yeah. me. As Al keeps walking, he, like, kind of calls back, and he's like, you with me? Still coming in with him, to, the, and he goes, yeah, I'm with you, which mm-hmm. is, like, so Adams has made the decision like yeah, yeah. I'm sticking with this guy. Yeah, yeah. I like him. Now we get to the bathhouse scene, <laughs> which is re- like it's a beautiful scene. Uh-huh. It's really good. <laughs> uh it's also, you know, very sad. Yeah. Uh Jimmy and Leon are soaking in the tub and they're like fucked up. Uh and again Jimmy is <clears throat> Leon is just making an ass of himself. Mm-hmm. I just like Al, you're, I like you, Al. <laughs> and Jimmy's like, we're, we're sure, you know... We've been saying this whole time, Al's you great. Know, you know, we're we're sure thankful for what you're doing for us after we, you know, cause all this headache for you. Yeah. And we're we're sure sorry about that. But you're, you're very nice. And you could, like, everything is pointing towards, like, Jimmy definitely should be the one to survive this. Yeah. Because not only is Leon, like, worthless... He's an asshole. He mm-hmm. yeah. 
doesn't understand the gravity of the situation. Like yeah. Jimmy's much smarter, much more useful, like can probably be trusted more. Yeah. If only barely, yeah. <laughs> but he can be trusted more. Uh-huh. Uh, but you know, if Al kills Leon, he starts a fight with Cy. Yeah. So he, you know, has to kill Jimmy. Yeah. And and yeah, and Leon just keeps like saying racist shit mm-hmm. and like being that obnoxious. He's like the obnoxious drunk of like, I'll give you a kiss, I'll blow you with soap. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, he, there's a long drawn out like Jimmy can tell what the fuck's going yeah. on. He keeps drawing it out like what do you mean by apologize? Yeah. And like, uh, if we apologize, like that'll be enough. Like, we'll be good. Like and one of you's got to apologize. And then he pulls, yeah. he pulls the strands from the broom. <laughs> he even stops. Yeah. And it's like, can I see him just yeah. to make sure there's a short? But also that that was Silas's idea. That was Adams's idea. It's like I'd have him draw straws. Yeah, yeah. And so that's Al putting it into effect. <laughs> but Jimmy's like, can I see him? <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, he he ends up. Killing Jimmy. Uh, shouts at Leon, don't you fucking barf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, don't f- call me Al. <laughs> oh, yeah, that bit where he's like, oh, Al. I'm gonna... And then he punches him. He's yeah. Like, don't fucking call me Al. Um, oh, that's actually later. But first we have my favorite scene of... <sighs> Can we... I think we all just need to take a moment. Here. Yeah, this... I... I've rewatched this episode like a couple of times for this podcast, and every time I just get fucking misty eyed. Like, what can we do for you, Reverend? I'm in a quandary, gentlemen. Are you Mrs. Bullockin Star? In the flesh. You are the absolute images of them, gentlemen. But what makes me afraid is I do not recognize you as my friends. And naturally, I am afraid. What are you afraid of, sir? I don't know what's happening to me. I have various ailments, and I suppose this is a further ailment, but of what sort, I don't know. And I'm afraid if you are devils. Which which I don't believe you are, because you are the kindest men of, of all in the camp to me. But if you were devils, I suppose that that would be the, the, the type of shape you would take. And, and if you are not devils, I... Then I am... I am simply losing my mind. And with my other ailments, I am concerned and afraid. All right, Reverend. We're the people you met the night you watched our goods. I'm from Etobicoke, Ontario. I'm from Vienna, Austria. Wonderful. You're here with friends. Yes, yes, I feel that now. And I have various ailments of which we all suffer. And next morning often finds us feeling better. Yes. In any case, part of God's plan. May we walk you back to your tent, sir? An evening stroll with friends. I would so enjoy that. Let's go then. Not not just in like how hard... It's crazy because it's two kinds of kind of, you know ways of you know emoting tears in this it's not just like you know the reverend's deteriorating and he doesn't know if it's his friends but you know that's devastating enough but then the op the elation comes when seth and Saul are like no we really love you no you're among friends you were your friends let's 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 take a walk together yeah we go back to the walking yeah yeah and then uh, just, just the idea of like you know um walking as like forming a club there is a club here of like you know people that you know like each other and there's that but look we'll get to that in a second but like yeah there's that thing the reverend says it's so fucking heartbreaking the, yeah dude i'm almost tearing yeah. up right now. <laughs> oh you see it on me just sure. think yeah just thinking uh. about it like <sighs> this this yeah. scene is 
what I love about Deadwood and Deadwood's view of humanity uh-huh. of the like, we're all in this fucking like we are in serious trouble, but we have each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said, shall we walk you to your tent? And his last line, an evening stroll with friends. I would so enjoy that. God damn it. <laughs> <sighs> Yes, I don't think there's anything else to say besides uh, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. One of the best things ever made. We end up back at the the bathhouse, um, and Al tells Leon, "Like, go tell your boss what you saw." And he hits him, like, "Don't call me yeah. Al." Al explains to Adams, "Like, I had to kill my own guy because I don't, I can't risk a war with Sai. I can't do that." Uh, <laughs> he says, he, he introduces Adams to. To Dan, it's <laughs> <He's> like <laughs> Dan's like holding his dead body, and he's like, "Oh, pleased to meet you, Dan. How do you do?" <laughs> yeah. uh, he tells Adam to, Adam to take his hat. He's like, "Get a fucking haircut. Looks like your mother fucked a monkey." <laughs> uh, so they take Jimmy over to Woo, and like, I, I kind of don't like that they have a little jab at Jimmy at the end because it's like, Jimmy didn't like. I don't know. Maybe I'm being too kind towards jimmy who like uh-huh. murdered someone yeah he murdered someone and also like yeah <laughs> but it, they say like say you're sorry jimmy yeah and then dump him into the pig side i get like oh god <laughs> tired of the pigs <laughs> uh but then there's there's that nice moment like between woo and al they kind of mm. like not bow at each other but they kind of mm. like show each other the signs of respect and yeah. al's just like i hope we <laughs> haven't signed ourselves up for some more killing yeah um, but that's where the episode ends. So we get, <clears throat> it's not the last episode, the, it's not the last we see of the Reverend, but, uh, boy, Ray McKinnon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know why I didn't remember his performance more from the first watch through. Right. But this is some, like, incredibly good work. Yeah. Uh, and the writing is out of this world but he, i think he really elevates it with his delivery of those yeah. those words like each word is so beautiful and heartbreaking i sometimes forget how much time we're spending with deadwood that like each episode is like a masterpiece yeah we get to meet mr Wu, who becomes such an important character and such a good story of mm-hmm. of uh the american experience you know yeah. uh and al brings on adams who's going to mm-hmm. be an important you know uh counterbalance to the rest of al's crew yeah uh yeah it's another and we'll see in the next few episodes like um why it really should have been leon that was disposed of Mm -hmm. anyway that is episode 10 mr Wu. uh we will be back next week when the uh episode is (laughs) Jules' boot was made for walking. Jules, yeah, I keep okay. <laughs> I think we gave we gave Bullock returns to the camp a lot of shit. No, nah, <laughs> this, this is the worst one. Yeah, right? this is the worst title. Jules' boot was made for walking. Yeah, mm, mm. that's bad. Yeah, worse than reconnoitering the rim and <laughs> Bullock returns to the camp. But it's a good episode, though. Yeah, and these <laughs> these last two episodes of the season are very. Uh, yeah, I I would watch these and like, oh man, yeah, these are great. Oh man, this this yeah, episode's yeah, great. Yeah. And I keep forgetting that like it only gets better yeah. <laughs> for a little while. And I'm like, oh man, I remember why I like this show so much, <laughs> folks. It's good. You heard it here first. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's the episode. You got any final thoughts? Any anything uh, coming up? Uh, I'm gonna go cry. Yeah, <laughs> think about the Reverend. Yeah, I'm just gonna pull up that. There's so many things about the rev like uh his his eulogy for Wild Bill and that ups- that uh scene there with the an evening stroll with friends mm-hmm. are just two of my favorite things ever. Like I could watch those clips over and over mm-hmm. and never get sick of it. I need to find out what Ray McKinnon's doing and I need to watch everything that he's in. Yeah. Uh I think <laughs> Wasn't he in uh Oh Brother Where Art though? As a yes, you cannot talk that way to my fiance. Yeah, he's a <laughs> your hair treatment. <laughs> he's so. I wish I saw him in everything. Yeah, I'm gonna watch Old Brother right there again. Me too. Uh, but yeah, hop on iTunes for us if you're already subscribed. 
uh, rate and review us. Uh, if you're not subscribed, then please do subscribe. You can also check out our Twitter. We're at Deadwood Pod. Uh, we have, uh, you know, updates of what's going on. We have some dank memes. <laughs> we have, uh, <laughs> you know, we find interesting things about real Deadwood. We can retweet from time to time. Um, and be sure to also go to MockingbirdNetwork.com. See how lots of great podcasts like my baseball podcast, Throwing Junk, like uh, Relationship, and Ryan's Crash Corner, and the Stacks. Until next week, uh, we'll see you later. Mocking Bird Network.